thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Camille Diaz, and if you are sick and tired of setting goals and not achieving them, jump on over to my website, go.optimized.zone. Enroll in my online course, Driven, and gain access to the exact formula I've used to accomplish my goals, like write a book, increase revenue, lose 30 pounds, and record over 100 episodes of this podcast. Start experiencing the joy and satisfaction that comes with achieving your goals. That's go.optimized.zone. Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing charging what you're worth. My guest is Chris Rivera. Many entrepreneurs start a business to create something special. They have a gift or a skill they want to share with the world through their business, and in doing so, they want to create a sense of fulfillment, joy, happiness, and balance in their life. There's a sense of peace that comes with creating a successful business. Unfortunately, those same business owners are struggling for a variety of reasons. In many cases, they know what action steps they should be taking, but they have difficulty following through. It's a gap between what they know they should be doing and what they're actually doing. Chris works with entrepreneurs and network marketers on how to close that gap and begin following through the action steps that generate revenue and clients. Chris helps them build within themselves the future successful self that is worthy of achieving their goals. When his clients begin operating from that future successful self, success is no longer a guessing game. Success becomes guaranteed. Chris, welcome to Money Heart. Thank you, Camille. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you. And I feel like you really hit on something universal there in your bio. We know what we should do but we don't actually do it. And this happens with business owners. This happens when people set their goals on New Year's. This happens like to all of us all the time. Kind of explain this concept of self-image and what's going on there. So I think entrepreneurship is an amazing thing. I think it's the greatest personal development journey you will ever go through because yes. you will quickly learn more about yourself in a quicker span of time than you ever have. You're gonna learn your strengths. You're gonna learn your weaknesses. And what people quickly realize is that they don't have business problems. They have life problems that show up in their business. <laughs> right. You're right yeah. on that. Yes. Right. So if you're not following through on the certain things in your personal life, it's going to show up in your business. If you're not following through on the emails and the phone calls, it's going to show up. If you're showing up late in your personal life, it's going to show up in your business. So these are the things we have to be aware of because for some reason, people think, oh, I'm going to jump into entrepreneurship and everything changes. No, it doesn't. So it's really understanding that the habits that we've created in our personal life when things are comfortable and there's really no pressure to perform, well, that's going to show up. And so now you have a reason to succeed, but now you got to address all these things that haven't served you. And when you try and force change, when you try and force a habit change without addressing the root cause, and the root cause is how you really see yourself, well, then you run into that, that negative spiral. Uh, you try and change and you see some progress for a week or two, but usually we fall back to the old habits yes. and that can be really demoralizing. It is. It is. So almost starting a business, becoming an entrepreneur is like a magnifying glass 
for what you already had going on in your personal life. Now you've just really amped it up and put pressure. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So this image that we have then, um, how does that work? What are, what are we creating there? So the concept of self-image was discovered by a plastic surgeon named Maxwell Maltz. And this was in the 60s. And he wrote a book called Psycho, Psycho-Cybernetics. And if you look at many of the self-help books that we see nowadays, and you look at all the science that they quote, a lot of it can really be traced back to what he discovered. And what he discovered was that we have a self-image, a way we see ourselves. And his work as a plastic surgeon, what he realized or discovered was that when he fixed a, negative, a scar or a deformation on someone's face, in some cases, people, their self-image <clears throat> drastically improved. But he noticed he did the same work for other people. And he realized, and he saw that they didn't change. So that's what led him to discover that we do have a self-image and that we see ourselves, the way we see ourselves is a composite of all our life experiences, the things that we say to ourselves, uh, how we treat ourselves and the, uh, the reaction that the environment has with us. Your self-image really dictates the boundaries of your success. And if you want to move up beyond, if you want to have success that you don't have in your life right now, well, then you have to be willing to expand it. And that's what happens, or that's what people fail to understand when they try and change habits. The way you see yourself is your self-image. So just change a habit, you're not addressing the root cause. Right, okay, so how does this play into how much money we earn, or I guess, we earn what we're willing to charge. So how does it play into what we charge? Sure. So it's hard to lie to ourselves because we see what we're doing every day. So if, if we try and portray ourselves one way to people, but then we look at our own habits and we see it can be self-sabotaging. We see that our short, our own shortcomings, nobody else can see them. We see them. We see where our limitations are. Maybe, you know, People are trying to improve themselves on video and they don't, they don't see themselves really being that successful on video. And ultimately, they're not really sure if they're worth what they want to charge. And it's, it's kind of, that can be really demoralizing because when you undercharge, you feel as though the person is getting more value than what they maybe should be getting, which may be great for them. But how does that make you feel? Right. Yeah. You're always going to feel like a little bit upset with yourself for not getting what you felt you deserved in that case. Right. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, because a lot of people are entering the entrepreneurial space, considering what's happened in the last 18 months, Mm -hmm. their perception of money is skewed by that hourly person, by that hourly mentality. So if it takes me four hours to do this job for this person, and I was making $30 an hour, well, then I could charge anywhere between 120, 150 and get paid. But you need to understand your own value. If what you're doing brings them $3,000 worth of value, even if it only took four hours, well, then why not charge that? Because yeah. they're, they're going to get it back. Now, they've gained because you've helped them. You've gained because you're in the money. There's mutual benefit. Yeah. So really getting away from that idea of trading time for money and looking more at the value of the service. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, talk a little bit more about this idea of the demoralizing part. I'm, I'm wondering if, so every time you do it and it doesn't work or you try that habit and fail, is that kind of reinforcing that you can't do it? Yeah, I think one of the best examples is the New Year's, New Year's Eve kicks around and people say, I'm gonna go to the gym. Right. And, right. And usually what happens, they give up within there, they, they fall off the wagon within a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it so many times where they can go and they start to see results. Maybe they're feeling a little bit better about themselves, but they still hold on to the old story. The old story is I couldn't control my food cravings. People used to call me the, the chunky kid or even worse, they would make fun of themselves because we like, we don't want to be too serious, but sometimes we take it a little too overboard and we make, we create the jokes about ourselves so that other people like us, not realizing that's just, that's kind of chopping away at your self-image. So if you're going to the gym and you're seeing all these results, you're seeing some results, but you're not letting go of that old story. Ultimately, that old story is what wins because that old story lives with you all day, every day, the way you talk about yourself, the way you see yourself. So that just, you're, you're going to see that more and more often if you don't address that, that self-image. Okay. So how do we start to do that? How do we start to change the self-image to be the one we want? Sure. So I'm going to throw it right back at you with this question. Yeah. Who does anyone enjoy being disciplined just for the sake of being disciplined? Oh no, I don't think anyone does. Does anyone eat super healthy for the sake of eating super healthy and giving up all the tasty? No, probably not. No, these are the habits though that we would need to change. Discipline, watching what we eat. Who wants to change them just for doing it? Nobody wants to change, just for the sake of changing? No. Right, you have to have a reason. Right. A purpose. And that's where a goal comes in. Very few people ever understand what is the purpose of a goal. The whole purpose is to become a better version of you. Now, the thing you get out of it, maybe it's the car, the job, the money, that's great. Right. But all those things can be taken away. But the person you become, that can never, ever be taken away from you. So to become that person, you're going to have to stretch. Like we said, stretch that self-image. You have to have a reason or goal worthy enough to press through those habit changes. Because if you don't have the reason, why would you, why would you stick with it? For example, most people know, hey, I, need, I probably need to limit alcohol. Well, if you enjoy every Saturday night going out and hanging out with friends and you give up alcohol, now you just lost all that social time. Right. That's going to hurt. So you better have something worthy enough that's great enough, that's greater than the pain you're going to experience from losing that social time. Mm. So you, it's so important to have a goal to tie this to. So to your question, it start to change your self-image, to expand it. It starts with setting something beyond yourself that inspires you, that you really, really want. Okay. And start, live, start thinking, who is the person I have to become in order to achieve that? Now you're working from the, now you're working from the end backwards. Yeah. So you're really looking at what you want to be, how mm-hmm. you want things to be. And then going back from that to go, okay, what would I do next to get there? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so let's apply this to figuring out what to charge. How do people even figure this out? Like, let's say, you know, what, what kind of a goal would be reasonable to set 
say somebody is a service provider, they're really used to that hourly thing. How do they even get started switching the mindset over? Sure. So when it comes to money, don't think about the money because money is nothing more than a tool. You can just simply say, if you can replace the word money with another tool of shovels, you'll say, I want to make a million dollars, replace it with shovels. I want to make a million shovels. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, right? It's not what you right. do with the money or the shovel. It's what it's not the money or the shovel. It's what you do with it. So think more about what it is that you want to do with the money. Okay. What kind of impact are you have? Who are you able to help? You start thinking about the things that you, you can do and start living from that life backwards. Now you want to set something that really inspires you. I love talking to people about taking your, your yearly income and making that your monthly income. That'll stretch you. That'll that force you to, That'll force you to really develop your skills, you know, and grow yourself exponentially instead of linearly. Yeah, that's a great idea of of the exponential growth of, and building on what you've done before, rather mm-hmm. than that slow linear. You know, it takes a little bit, little bit, little bit. Um, it almost though sounds like a like one of those quantum leap things. How does one make a leap that big um, if they don't? already think they can that's the age-old question how am i going to do it yeah and that's probably what gets most people stuck the most Mm -hmm. let's let's just say you set a financial goal to turn your your yearly income into your monthly income right um and i'm going to pick an arbitrary number that it's it takes you 100 steps 100 steps to reach it is it realistic to know what step 50 or 72 or 83 are going to be before we even take step one? You might have an idea, but probably not really a clear one. No. Because to do that, you're really going to have to grow. You may have to develop a business partnership with someone you haven't even met yet. You're certainly going to have to develop a skill you haven't even, you don't even know about yet. Right. But most people in life, they approach life as if, if I need to know all the steps, start to finish and how it's going to go before I even take step one. It's not realistic. Yes. Because if you don't make a committed decision ahead of time, what happens is you approach each step negotiating along the way. You negotiate whether, okay, should I keep going? Should I keep going? Should I keep going? If you don't make that committed decision, you're eventually going to come across a step, an obstacle you can't negotiate against. On the other hand, we make that committed decision. I am going to make my yearly income, my my monthly income. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what skills I need to develop, but I know I want this because I'm worthy of that. I see other people doing it. I know I can do it. When you make that committed decision, amazing things happen. I'm sure on your podcast, you've talked about the spirituality of money. Sure. And when you understand that we are not physical beings, we are spiritual beings. When we make that committed decision, we tap into our creative imagination, our intellect, all those things that we kind of hamper or we limit our small thinking, we start to tap into those things. When you have a big goal, when you're truly inspired by something, your creativity kicks into high gear. And it's like having your radar up for opportunities, things that you need to be successful. You become aware of them because you made the committed decision. But if you're constantly negotiating, subconsciously you're going to be looking for reasons to quit and you'll never be aware 
of the people, the opportunities, the resources, all those things that are already in your life that could help you reach that goal. But you never become aware of them. I love that. There, it's it's almost like that idea of you know you never notice how many jeeps there are out there until you decide you want to buy a jeep and then next thing you know everywhere you go you're like oh my gosh everybody has a jeep because now you're tuned into looking for them so same idea of once you've truly bought into your plan Mm -hmm. then everything you need you'll you'll be able to figure it out find it and you won't stop until you do exactly okay and when you when you're willing to take inspired action because your goal is so important to your life that inherently builds confidence you don't just gain all the confidence ahead of time and then say, okay, I'm going to start. Take a little bit of action, take a little bit of action, gain some confidence. That gives you enough confidence to take the next action, which then builds more confidence over and over and over. That improves your self-image. And as that begins to expand, you really really discover that, wow, I can do amazing things. I am worth more. Mm -hmm. And that's to the point of our whole conversation. You don't want to charge less than what you're worth. Because on this journey, you're gonna you're gonna realize I have so many special gifts, I have so much to offer. I actually have an obligation to charge as much as I can. Because if you're a coach and you undercharge someone, what incentive do they have to stick with it? If you only charge them a third of what you should be charging them, they're more likely to quit and give up because well they don't have enough skin in the game. Mm-hmm. But when you ask your client or your prospect to put more skin in the game with their money, now they're more committed. Now they're more likely to see the results that you promised them, which is why they wanted to do business with you in the first place. Because if you know you're going to deliver, I know I'm going to help you. I have no problem charging you, but I know I'm worth because I'm going to, we're going to 10x that in financial, in financial status and confidence and all that. So I have no problem charging you more, but it all starts with how do I see myself? Do I have positive self-worth, positive self-image? Yeah. Can you expand a little bit on the negotiating piece? Because I think that was huge and we didn't quite like explore it all the way. This concept of when you get to the next step, then you negotiate again, instead of just going, no, we're doing it. Let's figure it out. How, how common is this? When, how do we spot it when we're doing that? I think it really starts with understanding that whatever our product or service is, it's, that's not what we're selling. We're selling transformation. I'm selling you a, a solution to something, whatever it may be. And it's too easy to get caught up in logistics and start putting monetary value on all the logistics. Well, if I'm, I'm going to build this website for you and I'm going to spend this much time and you get caught up in all the the little things it comes down to when I finish this project for you, the things you're going to be able to do are amazing. You're going to, I'm going to free up time for you. I'm going to allow you to, I'm going to give you the opportunity to hire more employees because we brought in more revenue. Mm-hmm. So you really got to speak to transformation. What's in it? What's in it for them? You know, I, there's, I hear this with coaches. They start laying out, laying out all the specifics of their coaching detail by detail. I'm like that, that's like a syllabus to a high school class. Yep. <laughs> you just put me to sleep. <laughs> Tell me what's in it for me. What's the end game? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, and I love that concept of really focusing in on what transformation, what change you're going to make for mm-hmm. your prospect, for your client and basing what you charge on the result, not necessarily on all of the steps you have to do to get it done. Exactly. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you. I, I really appreciate this. This has been a really cool conversation on, on how we can really change our image and change ourselves to charge what we're truly worth and make sure we're making the most out of it. I love that goal. Make your annual income, your monthly income. That sounds like fun. Um, kind of share with us, what are you excited about right now? Growing my business. I'm bringing in more clients and speaking with them, learning more about what they want to achieve. I was just speaking with a client who he's in his early sixties and he wants to get healthier. His name is William. I said, Hey, William, why do you want to get healthier? And he couldn't explain why. I'm like, you got to have a reason. Yeah. And I said, you know, we're in Chicago here. What about the Chicago marathon? And you saw the light bulb go off and you realized, Oh, you know, I have always been wanting to run the Chicago marathon. I'm like, great. This is a great time to start. So when we can really discover with clients, what they are, what they're super passionate about and dissolve those living beliefs, whether it's age, whether it's self-worth, whether it's worrying about what other people think, that's exactly what I show. I teach my clients to create such a powerful self-image that you're not worried about what other people think about you because you're so inspired and you're so passionate about what it is that you want, that it is so much more important than the opinions of others. And you quickly realize that even though friends and family may have some doubts, they're actually looking at you with a sense of this you're you're inspiring them whether they know whether you know it or not people are watching and i think that's probably the greatest thing i've been able to teach my clients is that go after what you want because whether you realize or not people are watching you and they want to see you succeed they may not say it but deep down they they want to see you succeed because you are their inspiration and that probably flies in the face of a lot of gurus out there who said, oh, people want to see you fail. They're going to tear you down. It's actually a lot of people who secretly want to see you succeed because you are their inspiration. They do. And that, I love that you brought that up because I I so often have people tell me or contact me, Hey, are you still doing that thing? You know, it's been like three or four years or whatever. Are you still doing that thing? Yeah. Well, can you help me with it? I've been watching you on Facebook. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, they're just hanging out waiting until they've I guess, built up, seen enough evidence, mm-hmm. you know, from you or until they've built up their courage to come to you, all of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And everybody's walking their own path. So yeah. don't get caught up in whatever is happening with them. If you're, if you're focused on you, then you're good. Yes. It's, it, there's, it's a bit of selfishness, but in a good way you really have to put your attention on what it is that you want um, and let go of certain things that, that don't serve you. Right. Right. Yeah. Like the haters. <laughs> okay. They'll come around. <laughs> yeah. This has been super fun. Thank you very much for, for all the enlightening information today. Really appreciate it. And for any of your viewers uh, you know, for listening to this, I really greatly appreciate it. And I'd like to offer them a free strategy session. They go to my calendar link. They schedule with me. It's a free strategy session that shows you where we'll talk about whatever you want to do. What are your, what's your goal in the next three to six months? What do you want to achieve? And we'll figure out a plan on what beliefs and thoughts and actions you need to start taking to become that person who's worthy of that goal. 
So they can go to meetwithchris.io, schedule a free 30-minute strategy session, and work from there. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. And we will put a link to that um, calendar in the show notes so that anybody will be able to find it. Um, you can also connect with Chris on LinkedIn, and we'll put that link in the show notes as well. So perfect. Um, thank you as well to all of our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. I'm a business optimization coach, financial educator, author, and speaker. You can contact me and find out what I'm up to through my website, CamilleDiaz.com, and follow me on social media at Cam Unfiltered. Be sure to follow Money Heart at Money Heart Show and on our website, MoneyHeartShow.com. The money mantra that Chris provided for us today is your self-image sets the boundaries of your financial success. Certainly does. Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure, Camille. Thank you so much.